All right, so I'm looking at this puzzle box of yours, and I think it's really more of a lesson about man's hubris. Like or... when, when, when to put something down, when it's time to give up. Will solving the puzzle box bring him back, Sam? Will he live again? Well, I'll stop feeling so fucking dumb. You'll stop feeling so fucking dumb? What are you, someone who burned a magic vampire's wife? This will be uh, the uh, weekly installment of Weeaboo Hell Victim Blaming. <laughs> we watched the first half of Castlevania Season 4, which of course brought my mind back to Castlevania Season 1. And how those people really just bought and sold their ticket to fucking hell. Like, <laughs> there wasn't really another ending to the story they were writing. They remind me a lot of those kind of Marvel Universe civilians who wake up, look at the ceiling and say, Fuck mutants. <laughs> They find Magneto's Twitter account and say, What you gonna do, punk? Warren Ellis has very consistent feelings about the unwashed masses. That is very true. He, he tends to think that they do not make great decisions on the whole. Not very well-informed decisions. There is definitely a feeling that essentially... Everyone below him on the chain is running around on fire, and everyone above him is throwing Molotov cocktails. <laughs> and he wonders why there can't just be more proper war analysis in the world. I mean, it's a hard argument to stand against when uh, the war analysis is producing stuff this good. In case there's any ambiguity, I am a big Castlevania booster. Oh, it's... Honest to God, one of my favorite shows of the last couple of years. I'm glad that Netflix let a good show get to a season above the number two. That was that was very generous of them. You know, just that hint of mercy. Sometimes you can just feel the nail miss your testicle and say, This will be a good day. This is a good life. I'm still holding Sam's puzzle box. There actually is a puzzle box between us, and this thing is starting to piss me off. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was fucking telling you. It can't be fucking solved. It thinks it's fucking smarter than me is what it does. I pay taxes. I don't need to put up with this shit. I remember uh, I was at someone's apartment once, and there was a solved puzzle box on the mantelpiece or the bookshelf or something like that. And, like, I, I, I pick it up, and the entire thing just falls the fuck apart. <laughs> Did you learn any new slurs that day? <laughs> no, I came up with new slurs that day. Ah, uh, you almost got to glimpse his wisdom. Alright, I'm gonna fuck with it for a little while. Take, you take it from here. What the fuck is this? The last time you pulled this bullshit. Okay, what was that awful show? Oh, it was Princess Connect Read. No. No, that's yes. already dissociated. That was the one where I dissociated. Was it was it interspecies reviewers? No. It was an attempt at transgression like interspecies reviewers. Still a bad show, but perhaps not as memorable. It wasn't Azure Lane. It wasn't Handshakers, because that was the maiden voyage of the USS Crap Boat. <laughs> God, what an ill-conceived fucking... At some point, should we acknowledge the underbelly of each season again, by the way, or... We could, certainly. I, I will take it as it comes. I've kind of preferred the sort of blind shots we've been doing to 
seeking out diamonds made of fecal matter. Fuck me, I got so close this time. Okay, he's in another world. So yeah, the new season of Castlevania is a lot of fun. The Once again, we've only done the first half so far, so this is Castlevania Part 1. You know, the, the circle of the moons you get before the DS system goes the way for that fancy glyph stuff that came later. By the way, I've played way too many of these games. I've spent a definitely a triple-digit amount of number on just things that start with Castlevania. <laughs> and it's also why I am very happy that he does not feel the need to be very, or even at all, literal with this content. Like, Warren Ellis basically picked up, like, a mood, an outline, several designs, said, I can play in this sandbox. And in its own way, it feels a lot more faithful than... I mean, we talk at ends about... Like those live-action anime adaptations that get churned out that feel like cosplay festivals. I was going to say the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. That's another great comparison. I've never seen anything so sanded down, market-tested, told to not suck. Wait, I think we were on about this earlier. Yeah, no, it's, um... Made by Cylons. Actually, no, Cylons are good at impersonating people. It's made like, like fucking Daleks. I'm not a Whovian, but that's, me, me neither. that's I, my I, middle like, standard I, I for <laughs> just a voice that sounds cartoonishly inhuman. Okay, sure. Yeah, fine. Fine. Metaphor tracks. <laughs> After some amount of uh, requisite explanation. So yeah, if uh, 2 and 3 were uh, sort of expanding the kudzu growth of the uh, cast and plotting, this is all, everything Gotta Bringing it on home. Bringing it home. This is uh, This is the last season here. That's a good ride, so that's a good ride. Uh, Camilla continues to sort of be Emma Frost if you squint sometimes. <laughs> it's interesting, just... I didn't look for it before. Mm-hmm. Maybe it wasn't there before. But throughout this season, what's been kind of fun for me is looking at the through line of um, themes of agency... In this season, like, it, it's it's part of pretty much every single little plot line is, you know, someone's quest to control things in their life again. It manifests a little differently in each one. I like how for our main couple, they are trying to get off of the DM's rails. <laughs> They're just, it's, it's like, what if, the, what if your little video game avatar got tired? <laughs> Got tired and wondered why they're always running to the right without considering where these things are coming from, what they're going to do when they get there. Warren Ellis has excellent couple banter for a relatively cancelled man. <laughs> what what I sort of enjoy about the uh, barely even a relationship arc, just the relationship arc that he wrote for, for Saifa and Trevor, is that it's like just something that also happened... Yeah. Right, like, like it, 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 it wasn't even half as important. Like them, them becoming, uh, them forming a relationship was not even half as important as anything else going on at the same time. It just was sort of um, circumstantial. Like you know, they they moved on to second base while the world was burning or something. Go rock with it. Go on. Yeah, it happened. It was nice. It's like. It's probably keeping them going just a little bit because nothing else seems to be that great these days. And I guess I'm an eternal nostalgia monkey because the style of bickering gives them just brings me back to the uh, intern chatter in Transmetropolitan. Okay, yeah. All the, Tracks. oh god, I'm turning into him. <laughs> 
which is just a fun runner. Nope, it still looks like shit. This fucking puzzle box, it still looks like shit. Well, speaking of the fruitless quest for knowledge, the alchemist St. Germain is back in this. Oh, it's fucking Bill Nighy, and I just really fucking appreciate him. A dude, I'm pretty sure in his late 60s at this point, mm-hmm. going, you know, going to the fucking recording studio for a animated adaptation of a video game, and I'm... I don't know if Bill Nighy has ever played video games. I mean, he's no stranger to genre shit, right? You know, he was mm-hmm. he was he was um the octopus pirate, and uh, I think he was in those underworld movies too. But it's just him giving it the performance that he does, just really fucking putting the work in, not phoning yeah. it in in the slightest. He earns every. I really I really respect the shit out of Bill Nighy. For uh, for being the way he is in this, for being such a big name, and for taking it so seriously, given ultimately just what a genre ass product this is. I also enjoy what they figured out to give that character to do this season so far in terms of uh, forming a evil stable of magical tramps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, spoilers. Oh, yeah, spoilers. Uh, Saint Germain turns heel. Sometimes you just can't trust the arcane con man distance from local humanity and the needs of others. Ah, your new tattoo is still stabbing you. Or your old tattoo? No, it was just kind of a sweaty day. Uh, okay, I was wondering if your just progression towards stained glass flesh was having a hiccup. Nope, nope, no. I mean, like, I got the shading done on one of my more recent ones. I'm getting uh, another one, the smaller, less complicated one done uh, Tuesday. You guys can't see it over the magical audio medium we are on, but Sam is slowly turning into a cool biker. Imagine that his beard is down to his sort of mid-knees at this point. I'm going to get so much barbed wire across my bicep. <laughs> oh man, my brain filled in all kinds of dumb basic jokes for what he said i'm gonna get so much i think like once once it is complete once that too is complete you just become a republican i was just imagining you saying i'm gonna get so much rehab graduate pussy (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna get so much 3 a.m at the bar like the second the second it's done healing you know the vaccine will disappear from my body Oh yeah, yeah. Make sure you don't complete that six sigil there, or I will, I will magically have not even had it at all to begin with, and we'll start believing that it is poison, or just that I'm not getting that shit. No further explanation. Why couldn't COVID have happened like twenty years earlier? Even if it had happened during the Bush administration. I, re- I remember he was like on that pandemic shit, right? He, he was, was pretty sure that this was going to happen. Until 9-11. Until 9-11, right. If this had happened instead of 9-11, it could have ended. Instead, there's just going to be COVID season every winter. Nice going, guys. I don't know. I like a good sequel. I enjoyed this season of television. It's not even going to be a sequel. It's just going to be the fucking Simpsons. Oh, man. Zombie COVID is going to suck. Like, it's just... It's actually only as harmful as a cold at that point. <laughs> well, I mean, for you and me, for for everyone who decided to be a grown-up about this, 
you know, it's going to amount to a booster shot every season or every year, generally speaking. And yeah, you're probably not going to have to wear your mask by the end of the fall. Right. But like, we're going to have to fucking read news about how it's COVID season. Here's what this year's strain looks like. Womp, womp. Now, not to spoil your fun, but I am going to drag this one back to the... Back to, right, back to Castlevania, the thing that we were talking about. Sorry, it's been an extremely long day. It's the end of a Friday, and I am, uh... So, so yeah, I find, I get a lot of entertainment out of Tramp Goon, which is, which makes sense, because they're sort of meant to be... Oh, Tramp Goon, yes. Yeah. The, the Malcolm McDowell vampire, right? Yes. Yeah, no, I mean, it's just it's a fun, it's a fun villain archetype, just the, the hapless villain... The, the uh, bad luck villain. The your Jack Spicers or Rita Repulsas, if you will. Yeah, you're you're extremely villainous, but not very lucky or successful. By the way, like as far as those guys go, and I don't mean have you Team seen Rocket because Team Rocket is not villainous enough to be exactly what I'm talking about. Like they are repulsive, certainly, but also they suck. They do suck. But as far as those are too, have you seen the strange, like. 4chan Twitter Kuma reaction Rita Repulsa has. What the, what the, what the fuck are you talking about? Just, no. No. Because I stay the fuck away from both of those. No. Well, there's a certain type of person that was somewhere between 10 and 14 while Power Rangers were, that was running. And they are developmentally sexually attached to Rita Repulsa. And if you want to get one of these all you have to do is dress up like Rita Repulsa. And you will have the pick of the romantic litter. And that is some hot blind monkey dating advice. Oh, wait, we use our real, real names on this shit. I forgot about that. That's some hot Denar Dale dating advice. Maybe I should have left that one at blind monkey, actually. I don't. It doesn't actually make me want to die learning this, oddly enough. It just... It just makes me... I think I was talking an episode or two ago about how, you know, I just don't understand the world. And I don't think I ever really did. To be fair, this kind of thing I would describe as part of the old magic of the internet. It is known as an eerie angiquism. Now, there is a non-zero overlap between the kind of person who is sexually fixated on Rita Repulsa and complaining about the sort of dissemination of uh, lesbians as existing in cartoons. <laughs> so I kind of wonder how the Styria plotline plays in those, those quarters. I actually find the Styria plotline to be my favorite out of all of them. Just the, uh, just... the What is Hector up to kind of thing has, has me the most on, my ed- on the edge of my seat because I know that he is up to something, right? I'm gunning for the comeback tour here. The brilliant choice, as a simple one, but the way it plays out in scenes is great, just as dissonance, of just Hector being thumbs up, yes boss, I'm here to help. (laughs) Employee of the month over here, it's me, Hector, who likes you, and will not commit just the worst Geneva Convention violations I can think of on every part of you. it's, It's, you know, we're five episodes into the season, and he has not yet tipped his hand. Because I was worried. I was worried that, like, episode five comes, he tips hand. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) 
That that last one was me doing it. At, at he he stuck his uh, tongue out really far too while he did it. It's it's very good for the effect. Um, again, I forgot that this is a podcast. A lot of podcasts are on video now, and I mostly hate it. You should have gotten into I'm Dungeons just, and Dragons as a fucking twelve year old. I'm just staring at beards. Or is that Twitch? Is and that I'm Twitch? learning yeah. that expression reactionaries hate. <laughs> Soy face, whatever. The po- Soy face. <laughs> That's the other thing. The, the fucking live play D&D thing is... It's like a fucking solo masturbation video. I just don't get it. Whatever. But What I don't understand is why people find it so fascinating. But then again, I don't understand why people find Isekai so fascinating. And I feel like the two things might be related. Watching I mean, someone Isekai else play a game. is at least... A base level power fantasy. Yeah, but it's watching someone else play a game. It's the same fucking thing as streaming or fucking critical role. It's watching someone else play a game. Just play the fucking game. <laughs> you don't need isekai. Just play fucking video games. I have a. I kind Stop of have a infecting my <laughs> anime season. <laughs> I have a theory about a uh, the sort of modern thrust of seasonal anime when it comes to those is that i think if games are 30 dollars cheaper isekai <laughs> would fucking die on the vine the 70 dollar price point is killing anime is what i'm saying it's 70 now yeah i'd like to play resident evil village but i'm not dropping 70 on that shit no. fu- I th- when did it stop being 60 that was like, we had a good thing going there for it was, a second. It stopped being 60 between the black guy, the fascist, and the um, amnesiac. <laughs> Some, somewhere so it made that transition, like, halfway through, like, sexual categories of people losing the, the right to be in the army. Mm-hmm. It was at 65. And now it's at 70, which they'll blame on giving pores money or something. I don't know. <laughs> I just remembered Pokemon wasn't that expensive, but I'm pretty sure that, on the whole, Switch games are slightly cheaper. Yeah. That is a thing. Winding back. So yes, waiting for Hector's other shoe to drop is amusing. I'm surprisingly really enjoying the diplomat just sort of being forced to stare at her hands <laughs> and watch herself become like an apple too. <laughs> <laughs> who is Bowser's diplomat? I like the who chemistry is that's still there. Diplomat. I like the chemistry that is still there between the two of them, but like it it exists in the shadow of you fixed me real good didn't you <laughs> i guess it's just that whatever either forge master is on screen you just hear gotham's reckoning slowly <laughs> building in the background speaking of which isaac's fun isaac remains a fucking character. Isaac, Isaac remains really fun, and a couple of the season's best uh, monologues come from him. They just go for the full tilt Shakespearean mood with him. And, and also, Warnellis fucking loves monologues, I'm, I'm now realizing. He does them all the goddamn time. Oh, dude, that's half of why Spider was so well-loved. He could just throw in those columns and talk at length like, about I can't believe, anything. I can't believe that I'm such a fan of Warren Ellis, and I never quite recognize how much the man adores a soliloquy he is all over it i know this because i am a rampant warren ellison personality though not of that particular aspect i'm very much a ping pong type of guy dialogue was can you do 
Can you do his accent? Can I do Warren Ellis's accent? I can't remember if he's Scottish, English, or... I, it's one of the Isles. I cannot even a little do his accent, and I am not sure. I am not sure. The modern rules of what is and isn't considered racism are fluid and ever-changing, but I'm pretty sure it would be considered at least impolite. <laughs> I'm looking it up. English. Wait, hold on. That could be... No, no, English specifically. British, English... Cool. Literally from Essex. Okay. English. You can do all the impersonations uh, that you want. Uh, in Warhammer 40k terms, Warren Ellis is a pure strain. <laughs> so, do you think this is... This is cutting away from the Forge Master talk for a second, but we'll get back to them because they... They're two little they're stars. They're, 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 they're a lot of fun. I like both characters. Do you think this is ending more because of uh, Netflix LOL or just the clouds still hanging over him with the whole controversy or... I no longer believe that anything happens for any one reason. Mm. True, true. You can watch I mean, because here's the thing. Dragon Prince, getting a full seven seasons. And, like, the shit with Aaron Hayas still happened. I don't remember what happened with Aaron Hayas. Apparently he's just really fucking shitty to his, uh, to all the uh, women on his staff. Just immensely shitty. Oh, man, I couldn't find, like, five minutes to, like, throw things at the dudes, too. Like, make everyone feel a pain, you know? <laughs> just be just be a, a real Scott Rudin about it. <laughs> <laughs> then they call uh, you a motivator, a, a mover, a shaker. What? A candlestick maker? Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the Scott Rudin thing makes me laugh really goddamn hard because it's like, it was not any particular kind of politically incorrect shittiness he's just such a violent fucking asshole <laughs> that people were like enough enough <laughs> that's a that's a hard barrier to pierce in hollywood like that's like that's causing a sonic boom of dick holery behind you it's basically just i it, it's not exactly what happened but it's a metaphor that i can find is that basically all of hollywood unionized against him which is amusing which is amusing and then he took an early retirement for those of you who are curious also to contextualize i realized i didn't say this at the start of the episode because we've talked about castlevania before so i figured you were all rampant fans of the weeb we held back catalog warren ellis is a comic writer novelist screenwriter etc who we are long-term fanboys of um probably most famous for what probably chance Metal. actually black summer might have been bigger than no, s- Transmetropolitan was way bigger than Black Summer. Um, no, here's what everyone, here's what everyone knows him for, even if they don't know that they know him for. He wrote Dead Space. He wrote Dead Space. He also, of all things, Red was an adaptation of one of his comics. Yes. Anyway, the point here is Castlevania was sort of one of his big moves into TV. I would call it his big move into TV only. Oh, he Iron Man Three the- was loosely based on uh, one of the better arcs oh, yeah, of Iron Man, Man ever. Yeah, yeah. That's true. He wrote that, too. And um, th- those original venture into TV was writing a bunch of, air quotes, anime adaptations of Marvel properties, which is very funny because to make the anime version of it, you have this very British writer from American But it sort of underscores that's just like more of an international aesthetic movement than anything. Yeah, absolutely. And anime is, uh, has become bigger than Japan. I have always maintained this. And... I mean, not always. I guess where I was going with this story... Because, like, at one point, it was not contained to... 
it's no longer contained to Japan. Other than the fact that he wrote this show and we love him and sort of kneeled down Tars' altars three times a day at noon, it was um there was an incident I want mid pandemic. I remember you mentioning it and we. Yeah, yeah, because because I can't exactly remember when you mentioned it. I'm pretty sure it was sometime mid pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Memory hole. Memory memory hole indeed. And basically, he had been like, I guess, courting women at conventions of age for once. Thank you, Laser Jesus. It's the reason I don't even sound that affected. By the way, like I heard this story, like, oh man, currying favor of women of age. But the, uh, I guess the controversy was that there was the implication of some sort of potential career advancement or whatnot, and so that happened. So he's the and... guy who gets shot at the beginning of Chicago. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And thus, with that backlash, um, is it is sort of aligned with the timing of this show moving on? They're making another Castlevania-based property after this. I don't know what's going to be like. It does. It does feel as though. I don't know, because they're not doing it with Ahaz. There is what we call the uh, SVU rule. Sexually based offenses are considered especially heinous. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's interesting, like, finding finding out what Netflix's line is. I really hope that the music from the other room does not pick up on this. You see, you say you hope that? I think it's really amusing that people are having a lot of fun directly adjacent to us. And honestly, they've heard me cursing about Azure Lane at least twice, so I'm kind of okay with them balancing the scales a little. That's what we call justice. Once again, God shits in my dinner. That's one of the many fine quotes from this season. I mean, it's a callback, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think they like they knew that they kind of had gold with that one. They were kind of taking a little bit of a victory lap. <laughs> Just like, spike that one down. Like, that's right. That's right. I did write that line. Do and a, you love this. Do a sarcastic little T-bow. Alright, so... Back to characters and narratives. I think the selection of the whole agency sort of running theme slash character thought and that a lot of them are just conscious of that struggle. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's something fun to this. Well, it's, it's, it's nice and... Uh, it's nice and topical of a sort because so in these times, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You would find the easy thing to write and not necessarily the wrong or the bad thing to write, but the slightly easier thing to write would be some sort of political metaphor. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but vote Dracula. They, well, they zoomed in a little bit, right. To just what it has felt like throughout all of this, you know, would having one's destiny kind of, or one's immediate destiny at the very least, kind of ripped from them mm. has felt like however one has been affected by this pandemic. And what you have, whoever the fuck you are, you have. If you think you haven't, you're a profiteer. Like the universe has decided that other things were going to happen than the things that you were going to have happen. And so that is the reading that I'm applying to this show. In fact, if you think you weren't affected by it, you would either be dead or a billionaire right now, if it hadn't happened. I'm trying to figure out if 
Elon Musk and the Dogecoin thing has anything to do with the pandemic. And I don't think it does. I just don't think it does. I mean, the march of the cryptocurrency thing was... Amusing things were happening with that before any of this kicked off. You could say it's agnostic to it. I I, I think uh, I, I do not think that it is affected by it so much. I mean, I could be wrong and I could be an idiot, but I mean, I, there, I, I, I never I don't I don't really see a connection. Maybe you can make an argument that the mood for uh, what the shittier newspapers of the day are calling YOLO economics. Oh, maybe was in fact. God, by that pandemic. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, old man. Uh, no, the... By the way, if you... Wait, no, hold on. GameStop was probably dying faster because no one was going to GameStop. That, that is... That, that, is that might be the way in which Elon Musk has been affected by the pandemic. And you really have to do six degrees of separation here. I get really hurt their hot topic pivot. <laughs> Alright, the fucking think geek or geek whatever the... F- Yep, Think Geek. It's fucking awful. God, it sucks so bad. <laughs> I think every time you buy a Think Geek object, someone just abandons a classical work of fantasy just to stop this, just to make this end. A few years ago, I walked into a GameStop for the first time, and there was just this fucking wall full Funko Pops. It was the first time I'd ever seen a Funko Pop, which had, I guess, become the thing that you must own and do not take it out of its package in the time since I'd last been to a GameStop, which I didn't really think was that long. It's like you blinked. I must be getting older. Everything's moving faster than I want it to. I don't know. You're a bitchy 14-year-old dude. Maybe I've always been this old. (laughs) Maybe what my physical body looks like doesn't actually have much bearing. Yeah, I, I hung around. I didn't. I didn't think you were uh, with it. You know. <laughs> It'll happen to you. <laughs> Says the thirteen-year-old, pointing at other at another classmate who shrugs. <laughs> and yeah, it's it's something adjacent to powerlessness i mean powerlessness is a thing but it's more just being dragged by the current it's just yes this is the this is what the world has decided you're going to be doing today and you have no say in this right and how frustrating that is it is throughout this last year been something of a universal thing uh whether your career was affected your life your health you know your plans to your plan... the foundations of American democracy, or you know, go to go to go to Oktoberfest. I'm so fucking mad. I can't believe. I I'm can't so believe upset. I, was sober. I can't believe I was sober. <laughs> it hurts so much. I was so every upset. day. I look down at my intact liver and say, "What good are you?" I don't remember what I was doing over the course of Oktoberfest this year. Uh, not because. I was too fucking blackout drunk to remember, but because clearly I wasn't doing anything interesting enough that I'd remember. Uh, I think I was just being angry at not being at Oktoberfest. I recommend that one of you go on our behalf, by the way. We believe in you. We'll get there in 2022. (laughs) Man can dream. Man can dream. Oh God, I'll be 30 then. 
Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, shit, then it will time. then it truly will be the requiem for our twenties that we were kind of planning for it to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when I finally fall on my sword and say, Remember me as a party animal. <laughs> I might die this day in this city thousands of miles from where I was born. I'm, no one's going to believe me. They're going to say, oh, oh, the anime podcasting guy died. Yeah, he was a real nerd. I used to be an alcoholic breakdancer. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what time does? Time, over a long span of it, you can be into a lot of different things. I wonder if I would resurrect Dracula to stay cool. On one hand, you know, planetary genocide. On the other hand, I, like, pay taxes, and those just pay for missiles in the Gaza Strip, so, you know, I, <laughs> I, I pretty much co-signed the Great Darkness before. It's just, you did it without choosing to have done it. You raise an excellent point, you raise an excellent point. I'm gonna get a fucking letter for that one. Maybe I think it's only if you make direct threats against a public official. Oh, no, I didn't mean Van. Oh, you know I who's no longer a public official? Lay it on me. Oh, wait, no, no. Uh, he still gets Secret Service protection or whatever, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You would not be kicking the shit out of a private citizen. You would have to CQC your way past three men in black suits that kind of think they look like Will Smith, but they don't. They don't. Anyway, you don't. You don't. So, I think we're going to take a relatively abridged run this this episode, because, you know, we, we just did the first half. It is just the first half at the this, end of the day, yes. But we just wanted to dish about it, gush about it, lay the context of where uh, Warren's life turned left. <laughs> if I uh, could leave you all with one sobering bit of advice. Pharmaceutical advertising? Probably don't. <laughs> <laughs> This has been Weeaboo Hell. It's Weeaboo Hell.